we're going to talk about some things. So turn to Exodus 12. The Israelites are in bondage. They're in Egypt. And the 430 years that they're there is up. And we know some things about what happened. We know the ten plagues. The, the, the water turned to blood and the frogs and the natural ice or the flies and the, the livestock dying of the Egyptians and the, uh, the boils and the, the hailstones and the fire and the locust and the darkness. And then finally, we realize uh, the death of the, the firstborn uh, in Egypt. But what I want to talk about this evening is the Passover, which was associated with that. And so we see that the Jews celebrated some days that the Lord had set aside for his purpose. And along with those days, there were feast days. So I want us to look at the Passover and what they were told to do and why. And then we want to look at some things in the New Testament. New Testament time. So if you would turn to Exodus 12, we're going to read almost the whole chapter, but not all of it, and we're not going to read it all at once. Um, let's start in verse 1. <clears throat> we'll look at verses 1 through 6 to begin with. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of the month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for each ha for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need. You shall make a count, uh, your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day on the same, of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. So here we have Mo, God telling Moses and Aaron uh, what to do. And, and so what, what's supposed to happen? On the 10th of the month, this is going to be the first month of the year for them. Be the month of a bib or whatever how you pronounce it. And so they're supposed to take a, a lamb of the, uh, of the, on the 10th day of the month. And on the 14th day of the month, they're supposed to kill it at twilight. And um, the, that lamb is supposed to be without blemish, a male of the first year, and take it from the sheep or from the goats. And everybody is supposed to, at the same time, kill that lamb, each household, at twilight. Now let's read verses 7 through 15. <clears throat> and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on, on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with the bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in a fire its head and its legs and its entrails 
you shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hands. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when you see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day shall be to you a memorial day, a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. Seven days you shall, you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. So from the 14th through the 21st, they're not to eat anything leavened. They're not even supposed to have leavening in their house. So what they're going to do is they're going to kill the lamb and they're going to spread the blood on the doorposts and on the lentil. And they're going to eat the lamb. It's supposed to be roasted, not boiled. He tells them what to do. Roasted with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. You eat it with a belt on your waist, he told them. Sandals on your feet, staff in your hand, and you eat it in haste. I'm pretty sure that they're, when they found out why they were, they were confused, of, what's the purpose of this? And, Jesus, and the Lord told Moses, said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That's why we're going to sing that invitation song, um, 289. Now let's read some more. Let's read verses 16 through 20. On the first day there shall be a holy convocation. On the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation for you. No manner of work shall be done on them, but that which everyone must do, that, that only may be prepared by you. So you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for on this same day I, have, I will have brought you out brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, you shall observe this day throughout your generations as an everlasting ordinance. In the first month, on the 14th day of the morning of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the 21st day of the month at evening. For seven days, no leaven shall be in your houses. Since whoever eats what is leavened, that same person shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is a stranger or a native of the land. You shall eat nothing leavened. In all your dwellings you shall eat unleavened bread. So, on the first day of the feast, in other words, the 14th day of the month, and on the seventh day of the feast, which would have been the 20th, 21st, was a day of a holy convocation or a holy assembly. Uh, uh, and there could, could have been a reading going on too. I, but a, a holy assembly is what that convocation means. No work is to be done on those two days, on the first day of the feast and on the seventh day of the feast. No work at all except only for preparing what you would eat. Eat nothing leavened 
for seven days. He reiterates it. Leaven is not to be in your houses during this time. He says that in the, uh, the second and third time. So uh, they got the limits of what they can do. They're told what they can do. So <clears throat> let's read verses 21 through 24. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. You shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. When he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. You shall observe this thing as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. So, Moses now is telling the elders what God told him and Aaron. And then the elders are going to pass that, that message on. In verses 26, or 20, 25 through 27, <clears throat> it will come to pass when you come to the land which the Lord will give you, just as he promised, that you shall keep this service. And it shall be when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? That you shall say it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our households. So the people showed about their heads and worshipped. So, verses 25 through 27, which we just read, if someone asks you, why are you doing this? We have a teaching opportunity. Because when you get into the land, all this will have happened already 40 years before. They don't know it's going to be 40 years, but all this will have happened, and then you'll have to retell the story. You shall say it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our household. You tell them about that. Verse 28. Then the children of Israel, okay, then the children of Israel went away and did so just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. So they did exactly what they were supposed to do. And guess what? They didn't have any leaven in the house. So, they know what they're to do. They're to kill the lamb at, past, at twilight on the, four, on the seven, 14th day of the month and then have the Passover meal. Now let's read verses 29 and 30. And it came to pass at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of livestock. So Pharaoh rose in the night, he, all his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. I don't know, this picture shows Pharaoh and there's a mourning over his firstborn. That it happened just as the Lord said. But we know 
in whose households there wasn't someone that died, and that was in those who had struck the, the lintel and the doorposts with the blood. Now let's read Exodus 12, verses 31 through 42. <clears throat> then he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise, go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. Also take your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And the Egyptians urged the people that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, having their kneading bowls bound up in their clothes on their shoulders. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from the Egyptians, articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they granted them what they requested. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. Then the children of Israel journeyed from Ramesses to Succoth, about 600,000 men on foot beside children. A mixed multitude went up with them also, in flocks and herds, a great deal of livestock. And they baked unleavened cake of the dough which they had brought out of Egypt. For it was not leavened because they were driven out of Egypt and could not wait. Nor had they prepared provisions for themselves. Now the sojourn of the Egyptians, of the children of Israel who lived in Egypt was 430 years. And it came to pass at the end of the 430 years on that very same day. It came to pass that all the armies of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is a night of solemn observance to the Lord for bringing them out of the land of Egypt. This is the night of the Lord, a solemn observance for all the children of Israel throughout their generations. In verse 51, and it came to pass on that very same day that the Lord brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt according to their armies. So, God told them what was going to happen. They prepared for what they should do because of what was going to happen. They prepared for what was going to happen, and it happened, but the people of Israel are alive, and so they get to leave. So he's, in effect, he's telling them, you rise, the, uh, Pharaoh's telling them, you rise and then go out from among my people. Take your flocks and your herds and be gone. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, and they baked unleavened cakes of dough. And he says, it is a night of solemn observance to the Lord for bringing them out of the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord, a solemn observance for all the children of Israel throughout their generations. And that's verse 42 again. So, Jesus observes the Passover. We see that in the New Testament. I have an old King James Bible that has the dates of each chapter in the Bible. I don't know how accurate it is. I think it's fairly accurate anyway. But in 1491 would have been approximate time of the Passover happening, 1491 B.C. And the part we're going to look at about Jesus taking the, uh, the, the Passover it would be about 30, 33 A.D., so you're talking about 1,524 years later, plus or minus, that what we're going to talk about shortly 
happened. That Jesus uh, observed the Lord's Supper and he uh, instituted the Lord's Supper during the, the Passover. All right. In John chapter 2 and verse 23. Wrong. Uh oh. Well, I have a problem here, but that's okay. In, let's, never mind, in Deuteronomy 16, verse 16, three times a year all your males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, at the Feast of Weeks, and at the Feast of Tabernacles, and they shall uh, not appear before the Lord empty-handed. So three times a year the Jews are supposed to go um, to Jerusalem for three feasts, Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Tabernacles. That's just what they were supposed to do. In Luke chapter 2, verse 41, his parents, Jesus' parents, went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Passover. And we know the story. He's 12 years old. And so uh, he, he goes. And in John chapter 2, verse 13, now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem in John 2.13, this is about 30 A.D. This is the first time Jesus drove out the money changers and the merchants from the temple. And I say that because the circumstances surrounding in John 2 seem to be different than what the other synoptic gospels have about when he cleansed the temple the second time. Those circumstances are just different. So read that and make your own conclusion. But I think this is the first time he cleansed the temple in about A.D. 30. In John chapter 2 and verse 23, this is why. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs which he did. That's not anywhere else in the other gospels. Late in the campaign, campaign, late in his ministry. But it happens at the first of the ministry, I believe. All right, so he goes to Jerusalem about A.D. 30 and uh, partakes of the Passover, and he cleanses the temple. In John chapter 6, which is roughly 32 A.D., the Passover, now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. And in Luke chapter 22 and verse 1, so you might want to, Turn to Luke 22, by the way. Luke 22, verse 1. Um, now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew near, which is called Passover. And this is, this is the last time, 33 A.D. <clears throat> and I want us to begin, really, reading in verses 7 through 13, 7 through 13 of Luke chapter 22. The Passover is prepared. 7 through 13. Then came the day of unleavened bread when the Passover must be killed. And he sent Peter and John saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us that we may eat. So they said to him, Where do you want us to prepare? And he said to them, Behold, you have, when you have entered the city... A man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house which he enters. 
Then you shall say to the master of the house, the teacher says to you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large furnished upper room there make ready. So they went and found it just as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. So Jesus uh, gets them to prepare this Passover meal for them. Let's read verses 14 through 20. When the hour had come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it has been fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, take, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom comes, uh, the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. We'll stop there. So, Jesus and the apostles and the Passover, Luke chapter 22 Verses 15 through 18. Jesus said, With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I will say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. He took the cup, gave thanks. Take this, divide it among yourselves. I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God come. This is not the Lord's Supper. This is the Passover. This is the Passover. We get the things confused. And the other Gospels kind of mix these things in there with it. But this would have happened after the Lord's Supper, after the after the Passover meal when he would have instituted the Lord's Supper. But there's some interesting things in here. With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it, Passover, until it Passover is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Jesus is going to fulfill the Passover guess when? When he dies. He's that lamb, that spotless, unblemished lamb that's going to die. And so he's fulfilling, as it were, the Passover when he dies. And so during this, he took the cup and he gave thanks for it. Just like they would always do, if I understand from what I read, extra biblically, uh, there were four instances during the Passover meal, which what they would have taken a drink of, of the, the fruit of the vine, and this is probably the last time of that four. And uh, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until you and with you until the kingdom of God comes. So this is the Passover meal. Now let's look where he institutes the Lord's Supper again. And he took bread, gave thanks, broke it. Gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you. So we see the difference there. He gave, took the bread, gave thanks, 
that gave thanks, by the way, is, I don't know, the whatever Greek or Aramaic or Latin word is Eucharist, which some people call this, the Eucharist. Eucharist is simply, the give, that Greek word means simply giving thanks. And that's what he did. He broke the bread, he gave thanks, gave it to him. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this when you do it in remembrance of me. We just did that. We just did that. And hopefully, our minds were remembering Jesus for all he did for us. Likewise, in other words, just as before, he took the cup, gave it to him. God saved Israel from physical death in Egypt by the first Passover. They would have died if they didn't have the lentils and the doorposts spread with blood. So he saved them. Christ's disciples, us, are saved from spiritual death in the kingdom of God by the Passover. Really, it's not really a Passover, but, but he is the Lord's Passover. So he saved us from spiritual death, eternal death, by what he did for us. The blood on the doorposts were a sign of, and the lentils were a, showed the faithfulness to, to obey what they were told to do, to save them from that death. And so, this is a statement I read somewhere the application of Christ's blood to our lives shows faithfulness sufficient for accepting God's salvation. If we're going to, if we will obey him, part of which is being baptized to have sins washed away, we would be accepting that offering of his body for us for our salvation. And it, 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 it does what it's supposed to do. Lord's Supper is really not a physical meal but it is a spiritual meal. We take a morsel of food or a sip of wine, or the cup of fruit of the vine. So it's not a meal as in the sense of having a meal, which we do at home. But it is a spiritual memorial of him and what he did for us. Jesus took two parts of the Passover meal, the unleavened bread and the fruit of the vine, and gave those items significance in his kingdom. He didn't take the bitter herbs. He didn't, none of the other stuff, whatever it might have been. That was it. Just the, the unleavened bread and the fruit of the vine. And that's why we use those emblems just like those today. That's why. Because that's what he did. And so if he's going to do that, I can be safe in doing that. Couldn't you? Yeah, that's why we do it. The body and the blood together were offered for the sins of the world, for every one of us. In Acts chapter 20, verse 7, I didn't print the whole verse, but it said, Now on the first day of the week when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, he goes ahead and teaches till midnight. But they came together on the first day of the week to break bread to remember Jesus dying, his blood and his body on the cross. 
that was the purpose for them coming together. We know what else they did. They sang hymns and they had teaching, uh, preaching, and they prayed, all, that, all those other things that we do. They did, but the purpose was on Sunday, on the first day of the week, was to break bread, to remember Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Therefore purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. You truly are unleavened. The, the junk of the world is out of us, if I may put it that way. We have been, the, the, those sins that, that stained us are gone as a result of his being our Passover and him being sacrificed for us. So therefore, purge out the, keep purging out that old leaven. That's an active verb. I don't know what they call all of the tenses and all those kind of things. They have special names for them, but this is an active thing. You keep purging yourself and stay unleavened. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. In the proclaiming, is possibly what we say before. Talk about that, about the significance of it. Jesus died for us. Open your songbooks. We're going to sing the song in just a moment. 289. Jesus died for us to take away our sins, to make us unleavened, as it were, to get the, the, the salt, the influence of the world out of us to purify us and if you have not been purified by the blood of the lamb by being baptized at, at the final part to being baptized to have your sins washed away this is the time to do it if we need the prayers of uh, the saints for some matter in your life why don't you come while we stand and while we sing